Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, man. We're having a great time in studio. Yay. Yeah. My goodness. Seems strange to call it a studio when we're at the gathering of God's people. I mean, this is church, right? Church is people, not a building. And uh, we're being church. So we're church here and you church at home. You! We're united. Hallelujah. So good. Well, uh, the Lord's been doing some wonderful things among us in the last few weeks. And uh, just loving how he's coming through for us. And, uh, and in some kind of like signs and wonders. You know, things that are really getting hold of our attention and, uh, and calling us to, to be aware that he is doing something new. He is doing something fresh. And, you know, much like that, uh, that sunflower, we actually need to be tracking with the Lord. You know, we need to be like following the, his presence. Where he moves, we're moving. We're, we're actually looking for him and we're drawing life, energy, and resource from him as we're tracking him, yeah? And, um, you know, so the last couple of weeks have been some unusual things. I, I remember when we spoke about the, the, uh, the valley of dry bones and that the ruach, the breath, the wind of God was going to blow, and, uh, and it actually did. I mean, somebody sent me a testimony of, of this gazebo that just got ripped up because of the power of the wind, and that happened within uh, a short space of time. It was that same morning. Where, where the wind just like ripped through there. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, an, a number of us, there were three of us, we all woke up with the same kind of experience. You know, early in the year, we had all those, those weeks of, of rain and cloud. You know, like we're not accustomed to this. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so when it just like it rained day after day after day, it was like, what is going on here? And... Uh, and so we were so delighted when the sun came out that we could, could enjoy that. And, and so when the forecast was, hey, it's going to be rain, and we woke up that morning, three of us, we heard the sound of rain. In fact, I was so disappointed with my weather app, you know, I was a little bit disgruntled. And, uh, and I went and I opened the curtain, and oh my goodness, it was sunny. But I'd heard the sound of rain. And three of us had this. So the Lord is giving us glimpses into what he's doing. So we can hear things even before they take place. Right? And so, you know, much like uh, Elijah, you know, there was a drought. There'd been drought for three years. And, and he said to, to the king, I hear the sound of a mighty rain. It hadn't started raining yet. He just said, I can already hear what God's going to do. And, uh, and so we're sensing that the Lord is pouring out His Spirit in a fresh way. There's a rain, there's a refreshing in the Spirit. There's a revival that the Lord's releasing. Anybody excited about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so good. All right. So one of the things that the Lord has been uh, leading us in this, this season is just recognizing that even if we find ourselves in a very narrow or a restricted place, like a valley, that actually God's with us there 
And he's causing us to see what he's doing in spite of us being in a valley. That God's purposes actually sometimes cause us to go into a valley. And the interesting thing is that in that place of valley, he causes a turnaround. So we go in one way and we come out another way. All right, I can even hear the echoes from the homes. It's so good. I'm so glad to be able to see you in your home. It's really good. I'm so glad we've installed these two-way cameras. It's really nice. So thank you. And um, yeah, I see you enjoying that nice rusk with your coffee there. Okay, so we know from Isaiah chapter 40 that the Lord said, you know, there's a voice that's crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight the desert, in the desert, a highway for our God. In other words, there's a, there's a highway of holiness. There's a route that God's taking. And then he goes on to say that every valley shall be raised up and every mountain and hill will be made low. And the rough ground shall become, become level and the rugged places a plain. So these valleys that are going to be raised up, you know, what is it that the Lord is doing? He's causing situations to shift and to change, and even if we find ourselves in a valley, we're not going to be staying in that valley forever, and the valley is not going to stay a valley forever. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So the valley of dry bones, it became an army, and God breathed life. He caused those bones to come together and he put muscles and sinew and tendons and everything and skin and then put his breath into what was bones now becomes an army. It's completely different. God changes things. yeah. And so we, we find ourselves sometimes in the valley of praise. Hallelujah. Where he says, I am going to do it and you just need to praise me. And prophetically, begin to release a song of praise even before the victory. And as we do that, it's an action of faith and of trust. That worship confuses the enemy. It's like, what on earth are they worshiping for? They should be cowering in fear. They, they should be hopeless. Why are they so full of hope? This is not going according to plan. And the enemy gets confused and then he starts taking himself out. <laughs> yeah? And, and so there, uh, we're going to look again at a, at a situation where God comes through and he fights and he says, hey, I've got this one. I've got it covered. You know, for some of us, we actually just need an encouragement from the Lord to say, I've got this. Yeah? No, I mean, we've heard a bunch of prophetic words from different people saying, God's saying to you, don't worry, I've got you and I've got this. Yeah? Well, we've got some scripture for that. All right? God's got you and he's got this. Okay. So we, we're taking a picture from, from David and David was a man of, of war and, uh, you know, fought many battles. And God uh, used him in some very profound ways to expand, to enlarge, 
to increase the territory of God's people. And everybody's kind of like, woo, God's gave us, He's given us a prophetic word that we're going to enlarge and increase. Cool. How do you increase? Oh, that's right. You have to go to war to increase your boundaries. You know? It's kind of like, oh my goodness, I thought the enemy was coming and that the enemy was going to triumph and that it actually was going to be for my downfall. But in actual fact, God has stirred things up <laughs> in order to bring the enemy into the valley that we might defeat the enemy and grab a hold of the plunder. Guys, you don't have to be scared about what's going on in the world. You know, this fear and this panic and this anxiety and, ooh, one world government, ooh, they're taking over, ooh, it's kind of like, really? Whose report will you believe? You know, when I checked, it said that his kingdom would be an everlasting kingdom. You know, that, that's the report I, I, I've been reading. Yeah? It says that his kingdom is advancing. And get up and go people will be part of that advancing kingdom. In fact, they lay hold of this thing violently. They go to war. Hallelujah. And the enemy will soon, according to the book of Romans, he will soon be crushed under our feet. Hmm. Yes, he said it's finished. I mean, he, he got the legal rights, the authority, all that stuff. He says, okay, now guys, I've left up some of the crumbs for you to go and sort out. Just the mop-up operation, you guys go for it. So that you can also get a reward. I left you the easy bits. I've done the hard part, now I've left you the easy bits. You guys step in and go for it. That way you get medals of honor. That way you get the medal for courage and valor and boldness. And you become an overcomer. And then I'm going to give you an enormous reward for all of eternity because you're an overcomer. I'm going to preach myself happy this morning. Um, yay. So, you know, battles come at inconvenient times. Seriously. You know, we don't always get to pick the time of the battle. Now, sometimes we do. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you pick your battles. Sometimes, you know, there, there, there was, especially in the, the Old Testament, there, there was a time when kings would go to war, you know. And when you don't go to war, when you should go to war, that's when you get into trouble. That's what happened to David. It was the time of war when, when kings went to war and he stayed behind. And he was up on the roof looking for UFOs. And he spotted an unidentified female object. And he got into deep trouble. And uh, 
You know, so yes, there were times of when you should go to war. But, you know, many times the enemy comes when we don't want him to come. Right? So this was the story with, with, with David. And you'll, you'll find this story in, uh, in, in two accounts. We're going to go to First Chronicles chapter 14. So if you've got your Bibles, switch them on. Or turn to it, whatever it is. First Chronicles 14. But you'll also find this account in uh, the second book of Samuel, chapter 5. And, you know, David has just been, been established as the king, not just of Judah, which he had been for a period of seven years, and he ruled from Hebron. But now he becomes the king also of Israel. He takes over the city of the Jebusites, which is actually Jerusalem, and calls it the city of David. So he's got the city of David. He's now the king, not just of, uh, of, of Judah, but also of Israel. And so this is a great time of increase and expansion and a time of celebration. And this is when the enemy decides, I'm coming for you. It's kind of like no fair, Right? The enemy never plays fair. So you might be, you know, thinking about your business, your career, your family, the plans that you had, you know, all kinds of of callings and, and, and giftings and things that you wanted to step into, and then, oh, COVID. And it came against you as though it were an enemy to steal from you to rob from you. And you're kind of like, I- I'm just set up now, you know. I- I've just put all this infrastructure in place. And now look at this thing. Well, take heart, because that's not the end of the story. Hallelujah. So, First Chronicles chapter 14, and uh, let's pick it up from verse 8. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, they went up in full force. To search for him. But David heard about it and he went out to meet them. Come on. Christians are people who are on the front foot. Get up and go out and meet this. Whatever the challenge is, but let's go and let's face these things. I believe that it's a time for us to come out of hibernation. And the first way in which you come out of hibernation is you come out of a retreat mentality. You can be free to move around, but internally you're still in hibernation. And I believe that we should be coming out of hibernation. We should spring up. We got a sense in the Lord that this is a time of spring. Even in the natural, the seasons are opposite, but in the spirit, it's time to spring, to recoil, to, 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 uh, to have that resilience, to spring back, to come back into our original shape and form. Hallelujah. Verse 9, now the Philistines had come and raided the valley of Rephaim. It's actually the, called the valley of the giants. Hello. The valley of the giants. 
you should be intimidated because the enemy is camped out in the valley of the giants. And you have to go and face the enemy in the place where the giants are. Be afraid, be very afraid, is the message that the enemy wants you to have. It's kind of like, hey, come and meet me. I'll be in the valley of the giants. I'm too big for you. I am actually going to overpower you. Just with sheer brute force, strength, I'm going to sort you out. You don't have a chance. So the Philistines, they choose the valley of the giants. Verse 10, so David inquired of the Lord. Come on, have we heard this before? Let's inquire of the Lord. Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? And the Lord answered him, go, I will deliver them into your hands. This sounds a little bit like 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Where Jehoshaphat inquired of the Lord. Are you going to give us the victory? Should we go for it? Let's inquire of the Lord. So, so we've got a pattern here in Scripture that this is how we should be facing our battles. Inquire of the Lord. Verse 11. So David and his men went up to Baal Perazim, and there he defeated them. He said, as waters break out, God has broken out against my enemies by his hand. So that place was called Baal Perazim. He's the God of the breakthrough. He breaks through and he breaks out against his enemy. It's like, boom, this dam that bursts and this flood of waters is released and it just washes away the enemy. You know, Isaiah 59 speaks about, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, then the Lord will raise up a banner, like a victory banner, a standard. He's going to say no to the enemy. Well, you know, what if we put the comma a little bit differently? When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Lord will raise a banner. You know, how, about, how about we put the emphasis on what God's doing? Yeah? So the Lord breaks through like the breaking of many waters. Like This is a breakthrough moment. For David, in his authority as a king, come on, he was a prototype in that sense, a type and a picture of the Messiah, the king who would rule and reign, establish his kingdom. Well, the book of Revelation says that we call to be a kingdom of priests unto our God, kings and priests before him. You're meant to be a king... You're meant to rise up in authority and to rule and see the Lord break through for you. Even if you're in the valley of the giants. Even if these big boys are coming against you. God's saying, I'm with you. How's this? Verse 12. The Philistines had abandoned their gods there and David gave orders to burn them in the fire. Come on. This is spiritual warfare. The enemy came, 
And he tried to intimidate, said, come to the valley of the giants and I'm going to sort you out. And they rise up and God breaks through for them. And then not only do they get the victory, but they begin to enforce the rule, the reign, the government of God, the expansion, the extension of the kingdom. And they sort out the enemy spiritually. Burn those idols. Take them down. Now, if the Philistines hadn't come into the valley of the giants, God's people would not have been able to get at those idols and sort them out. You see, the invitation to come into the valley of giants and to face those big bad boys is not for your demise. It's not for your destruction. Actually, God's causing things to turn around and is going to be for your victory and the enemy is the one who's going to suffer loss. Yay, yay, yay. All right. Are you ready for the second wave? Come on. Verse 13. Second wave, once more the Philistines raided the valley. They come to the same valley. They're trying the same tactic. You know, the enemy tries to wear you down. Come on. Maybe there's someone that you've been walking a journey with and they've relapsed into some you know, negative behavior. Maybe somebody disappointed you again. Maybe your health suffered a setback again. Maybe your cash flow has just gone out the window again. Whatever it is, once more, the Philistines raided the valley of Rapha, okay, where the giants are. So David, verse 14, inquired of God again. And God answered him. Do not follow the mechanical approach to living your life with God. It's a different paraphrase. In other words, God gave him new, fresh instructions. Don't do it the same way you did it last time. Yes, I said I would give you victory. Yes, I said I would be with you. And yes, I did. So the testimony is an invitation to trust the Lord that he will do it again. But the how? Guys, we are not called to live by formulas. David didn't write the book, you know, 10 Steps to Freedom. Yeah? He went and inquired of the Lord. All he knew was God's going to come through. But Lord, how do you want to do this thing? And so as people who are led by the Spirit, we're always saying, Lord, we know that you can do this. You've done it before. So we know that you are powerful and we know that you're involved in our lives because you've shown it. Now, how would you like to go about it this time? How would you like me to respond and to partner with you to see the downfall of the enemy? So 
David inquired, verse 14, of God again. And God answered him, do not go directly after them, but circle around them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. Some of the translations talk about balsam trees, some talk about mulberry trees, whatever, but it's a tree, okay? Verse 15, as soon as you hear the sound of an army marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move out to battle, because that will mean that God has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as God commanded him, and they struck down the Philistine army all the way from Gibeon to Giza. So David's fame spread throughout every land, and the Lord made all the nations fear him. That's a bit like the Valley of Salt. Remember that battle? David became famous. That's when the enemy tried to circle around the back. Remember? The enemy came and attacked from behind because he was up in the north, establishing the northern territory up there near the river Euphrates. And down there at the Dead Sea, the lowest place, I mean, the enemy is, he comes with some low blows. The enemy circle came from behind. Now, God's sorting out the enemy. And he's saying, listen, circle from behind. And when you hear the sound, the ruach of God, the breath of God, the wind of God was blowing in the trees. And when you hear the ruach of God, and it sounds like an army that's marching, just know that the army of God is there ahead of you. The angelic realm. We have had some crazy encounters with the angelic realm just in the last little while. The veil is very thin, guys. God is doing some amazing things. Much like there was the sound of rain, this is, a, this is the sound of marching. And so they knew that God had actually gone out ahead. This is the same like with, with Jehoshaphat. You know, stand and see the deliverance. God saying, listen, you just go around the back, I'll sort them out. And, and God puts, he shifts things in the environment and in the atmosphere and he causes them to get the victory. And of course they absolutely, you know, crush the enemy. Now what was meant to be an area of intimidation because of giants, God used it as a place of victory and a place of advance. You remember, David had only just been established as the king of Israel. And in response to that, the Philistines rush and they amass in full force before David gets too powerful, they try to take him out. Hello. Before you get too powerful, the enemy's going to try and take you out. But hold steady. Hold your ground. God's got you. God's got this. So he's saying, listen, when you hear the sound, you'll know that I've already sorted this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah? Can I have a couple more minutes? Would that be all right? Hear some echoes coming across the airwaves. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) David had an experience 
of dealing with giants. Come on, what was his first victory? He took out Goliath. And when he went to go and take out Goliath, he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dares to defy the armies of the living God? This guy, he's as nothing. I've sorted out lion, I've sorted out bear, just not a problem. This guy, he's just the same. Goliath was three meters tall. It's big. Yeah, Lisa and I had the privilege of going and seeing the statue of, of David. And uh, just, you know, in, in Italy, it's just like, oh my goodness, it is, wow. Almost all the guys in the, the Reformation, the Renaissance, they would depict David holding the head of Goliath or, you know, with his foot on the, on the giant's head. But the David, he's got his sling over his shoulder and he's got this look in his eye as he's seeing. He's concentrating and he's seeing this giant is coming down. That's the look in his eye. This giant is coming down. Have you ever wondered why David picked up five stones? He only needed one for Goliath. David had four brothers. I mean, Goliath had four brothers. David didn't start a job and not complete it. So David's got experience with giants. So when he's called out into the valley of giants, he's kind of like, what's the problem, guys? Let's go out and meet them. You've had experiences of God coming through for you in the past. Go out and face it. Right? Now, when we get towards the end of, of David's life, and you'll pick up the story in, uh, in, first, uh, sorry, in the second book of Samuel, chapter 21. I'm not going to read there because it's a bit long. But towards the end of David's life, some of the battles it enumerates as one by one, David and his mighty men take out the rest of Goliath's brothers. And so in 2 Samuel 21 and verse 22, it says, These four were descendants of Rapha, in Goth, and they fell at the hands of David and his men. So Rapha, the valley of the Raphaim, the, the valley of Rapha, the valley of the giants. So these four giants, the four stones, prophetically spoke, all the giants are coming down. Doesn't matter what giant it is that you're facing. The giants are coming down. So I'm going to be landing our time together this morning. But just to say that God is stirring something up inside of us to know that He is busy. God's not intimidated by the giants and neither should we be.
God's given you victories in the past. And those victories are to give you strength and courage and boldness that he can do it again. It's time to rise up, come out of hibernation and go out and meet some of these things. Because God is saying to, to us, I'm with you. Inquire of me how to do this. But victory's on the way. Hallelujah. Come, let's stand together. And uh, let's, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you give us victory. Thank you that you speak to us. That you speak into our hearts right now. That you're giving us a boldness and a courage to trust you with the outcome. That no matter what the enemy may throw at us to try and intimidate us, cause us to go and hide in the cave, but by the power of the Spirit, you're stirring up something inside of us that we might rise up and go out and face these things. Your promise that the best is yet to come still stands. It still remains. We've not yet got to the end. There's still four stones in the pouch. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that you've given us prophetic words. Prophetically, you've given us another four stones that speak of the enemy coming down. They, those prophetic words speak of us advancing, of us enlarging our territory, extending the borders and the boundaries. So we ask, Holy Spirit, would you cause a fresh strength, vigor, courage, boldness, faith to come upon your people this morning? That no matter what we're facing, with you, through you, and in you, these giants are coming down. Thank you that you are the God of the breakthrough, that you break out against our enemy. And like a flood, you come rushing through and you sweep it all away. So Lord, this week we're asking, would you come rushing through a fresh outbreaking of the Spirit, the river of God, let it break through into our lives. Thank you, Jesus. And now we lift our hearts, we turn our hearts to give you praise and thanks. Even as the people of God did of old, they gave songs of rejoicing, of praise and of worship to acknowledge that you are the God who is mighty and powerful. You are the God who gives victory. So we give you praise in advance. Even before we see the outcome, we lift our hearts to praise you. Come on, people. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him.